Well, hello everybody, and welcome to a new episode of Helicare, the Shield podcast, your pocket for weekly reviews of Marvel's Ages of Shield and other Marvel media-related stuff. I'm your host, and by the usual, and with me this week is my current guest host of the podcast, which is Seek Donnelly. Sir, how are you doing today? I'm doing good, Andy. How are you? I'm doing fine. I'm just so excited to talk about this episode. And yay! yay! And we're gonna head into some shieldy news. Did you say shieldy? That doesn't make sense. Uh, you totally said shieldy. I totally said. I totally said shieldy. Oh my god! <laughs> LOL. Um, okay. Okay. Uh, so let's get into some shield news before we start to talk about the episode. So last week, as you may have recalled, we were, we recorded an an episode. We're in healthcare special, and as we were talking, we didn't notice that an article, a, a little news item dropped for Shield, which we could have talked about, but we're gonna do it now. So in episode 14, no title has been given yet. Yet, Age of Shield are gonna add two new recurring characters to the show, and um, we don't know the name of the characters, but here is what they say. And if you don't want to be spoiled, just skip ahead about 30 seconds from now. And now. Episode 14 will introduce two recurring characters, an African-American agent who specializes in combat weapons, and a high-level shield agent mutations expert, expert who has passed ties to both Coulson and Ward. This is interesting, and the thing is that they're saying that they're adding two, two recurring characters. I think they may have already been cast, but Sig, uh, who do you think these two characters could be? Do you think that, th- that these could be Marvel characters? And if so, who do you think they could be? You know, I I honestly have no idea. Um, uh, for the combat uh, expert, I mean, and and the the fact that they're African American, I'm I don't know. I'm I'm hoping it's uh, you know, it would be cool if it was Sam Wilson who is, but obviously we know that's not going to happen because <laughs> that's well uh, at that's, this point it can right now because I think yeah because if if, yeah. if Winter Soldier had happened like this fall, I'm sure right. they could have added him to the show. But I think that they want to add him first in the movie and then talk about like sure sure. Um, but the, uh, I don't know, I hope it's a girl, uh, and I hope, and I hope the person who has ties to Ward and, uh, Coulson is, uh, is a guy, but it, I guess it doesn't matter. I don't know who it's going to be. It could be anybody. They could, it's clearly the show has its fair share of invented characters. So they could be two brand new characters. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I'm just as curious as anybody else, but I, I'm looking forward to it. I, I think the team could use, uh, you know, maybe use a, a little bit of, uh, new blood to it. I'm going to say that I'm going to be kind of disappointed if it's two original characters. And here's the thing. I'm all for original characters on comic book shows, but here's the thing. We already have five of them. We don't need any more original characters for now. I think that they need to start using their moral library. And, um, I don't know. I, when I keep, look, the, I think the African the African American agent is actually going to be a man. And we're going to get to that a little bit later in the spoiler section because... Yeah, because oh, I got gotcha. you. That's how the case, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> I can't go into specifics. And uh, I, like, I think it would be so cool if it was Luke Cage. And oh, it's you know it's not going to be. He's got his own show coming out. It's probably just going to be J. August Richards. That's not funny, dude. <laughs> that's mean. How's that mean? Well, we will get to that in the episode discussion. Okay. Okay, I know. I totally freaked you out. I'm sorry. No, but, like, J. August Richard, dude, it's... We, did, did, did you see the episode? Like, oh, well, you know, it's not, the, you know, it's not definitive yet, but... Like, it, look, here's the thing. 
the reason why I keep saying, you know, hoping that Luke Cage will show up is because one, his show isn't going to come out until 2015. Why not use this show to establish it a little bit and then, you know, introduce him for his new show? Yeah, I mean, because then the, the then whatever actor they get to play him or whatever, his contract's going to be with ABC and not with Netflix. It's still with Disney, and Disney is you know Disney's deal with Netflix is you know a shared deal, so yeah, possibly. What about this mutation? You know this um, this character who might have a past tie with uh, Coulson and Ward. Like who could who could you imagine being like if it's a if it's a comic book character? Well, see, that's the thing is that's my only gripe about the two new characters is. We don't even know enough about the characters we have, and they're going to add two more. So it's like, oh, it's someone with ties to Coulson and Ward. It's like, that's okay. That's fine. But I don't know anything about Ward still, like uh, just a little bit. And, uh, and, I, and, I, and we still are on a cliffhanger of a mystery with Coulson as well. So having someone that connects both of them, I'm like, well, that, they have a lot to explain. They have a lot more to explain about those two characters uh, between now and then. So I hope they do it because someone who ties to them, it's like, I don't know, unless that character is going to be how we get answers about who Ward and Coulson are, which that could be cool too. Yeah, and here's the thing, and I'm not gonna sla- I'm not slamming any of the main characters right now, but here's the thing: if these two characters, whether they're Marvel characters or not, and en- and ends up getting better reception by you know the you know by the fans and the critics, I could see one or two of the Riddle cast members getting killed in the season finale and getting replaced by these two in season two if it gets season two that's a good point i mean yeah it's a it's a it's a weed-in show so no one's safe <laughs> well i don't want to here's me i'm i'm gonna i'm getting tired of people calling this a weed show because look joss Whedon, you can call this a joss Whedon show when you actually start writing for the show again well i you it's a weed-in show is what i said I didn't say Joss. Oh either. right, you're oh, referring to Marissa and Jed. Okay, I'm sorry. That's my fault. I mean, but I mean, I was implying that also because you know his brother's involved. There's a little bit of that, but Jed knows the the style his brother writes in, knows what fans kind of expect, and maybe that's why he might deliver. They might deliver something different, which is fine. But um, yeah, I, I yeah, I didn't mean to. I, I was referring to to the actual showrunners of the show. Okay, the, the, but then I'm I'm, I'm sorry. Oh, that's okay. I'm, I'm, I, I, I see. My... After I said, after I said it, I go, "Oh, wait. Okay, yeah, that totally came out the other way." <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna put on my dumb hat right now. <laughs> uh, you can't. I'm wearing it. Yeah. Now, no, I think it's interesting. I think that they should reveal soon who these, you know, who who's gonna play these characters because right. I I want to know because here's the thing: Shield, the marketing for Age of Shield has not been good. I think I think they need to actually start revealing a bit more things in. In their marketing, because people don't know what's going on with the show. Right. But let's move on. Yes. We're going to talk a little about a few interviews and executive producer Jeffrey Bell did this week for this upcoming, you know, for this episode. And we're not going to talk about what he said about this about this episode, but like what is you know c- coming up for um, for season, you know, the rest of the season so far. And he's been talking about it, that these upcoming episodes are more in the Marvel direction, that they they are gonna start feeling a little more comic book influenced, or perhaps use a little bit more of the Marvel library. Right. And um, uh, one of the things that actually has to do with these two new characters is um, he said um, 
he said that we when he was when them let's see it was Kamigawa that come to talk to you know that asked them about these two characters. Uh, he said we like when we bring in characters that that knew our characters from a different time. It's fun to see how our characters are different than they were. We can use these guest actors to see our characters in in new ways and to create conflict and tension and sexy, and sexy, sexy within our group as it is. We just we're just bringing some people in. I'm not saying we're looking for new cast or anything like that. These are some shield agents in many episodes. There, you know, there are some shield agents in many episodes, and these two, we think, will be a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, they don't. He he do, he doesn't really say if it's a Marvel character or not. Yeah, they're they're really good at answering without giving an answer. <laughs> well, every executive producer does that. Yeah, that that's it's a skill, man. If you're out there and you have that skill, I commend you. I, I it's not something I have. <laughs> yeah, or you know what he, he could have done? He could have said, yeah. You know, uh, yeah, mofos. These are Mar- these are Marvel characters. Get excited, yo! He could have said that. Yeah, or maybe not mofos, but I don't know. Yeah, maybe not mofos. Yeah, see, 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 see ladies and gentlemen, see how well I censor myself on this podcast. I'm I'm gonna be such a great PG thirteen, PG thirteen. I'm gonna be such a great dad. No, I'm <laughs> hell heck no. I'm never gonna get kids, but. I think that okay, so that was not funny. But you just you'll just you'll just clone yourself and make mini clones. I don't want to talk. Oh lord. <laughs> uh, no, but like I, he talks a little bit about gra- a follow up potentially for seeing the f- graviton again, and he yeah. said that you know all I will say is we are aware of everything we, we everything we have set up. That's good to know. Sometimes it takes longer to pay things up than other times. We're aware of everything we set up. Our goal is never to set something up that we don't sooner or later eventually pay off. And um, and you know he talks about Victoria Han and he said you know can we expect to see Victoria Han to appear again? And he said I would I would say that seems fair. And uh, he's actually writing episode fourteen. Mm-hmm. And uh, which is nice. They they also talk about if but you know. Seeing more people on the index, uh, uh, you know, more p- superpowered people from the index showing up, and he said, "Yeah, that's sort of sh- that's sort of shield keeping an eye on people and things that, that are deemed potentially dangerous or aberrant or powerful, like the dude in episode five. We will reference that there, and there will be opportunities for other people to be on that. Uh, and you know, because he, he's talking about that these episodes are going to be more Mar- Marvel influenced, I." It sounds it sounds good. I think it's it, I think this second half of the season could be much stronger to be honest from what I hear. And Jeffrey well he not to slam any of the other producers, but I think he's the one who does the best interviews. Like he really g- gives good information about the show. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he's he or he gives at least a little bit more than others do. Yeah. And I but and I think it's because I I think it's because ABC is the way it is. Like Marvel and ABC are so secretive, which is a bad thing. To be honest, um, like it's right. almost too much, and yeah, I know. But like, these are really exciting news that we. Are- I I agree. I love all that stuff. I love that it's only out, it's only off the air for three weeks as well. Like I know you. Yeah, this is this a before, short. But- this is like yeah. a short height. Like look, no, like I I can't think of any other comic book show coming back this soon. Yeah, I don't. I mean, it, yeah, I mean, I've even seen some years like with a uh, a couple years ago back with Smallville and uh, and like early Supernatural where. They would they wouldn't come back until like February, and it's so great to see a lot of these shows coming back in January. But this is 
unbelievable. I mean, they want they want us to get that other half of this the storyline as quickly as possible, and I love that. Yeah, and I, and hopefully they won't rush too many things because I'm just saying. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that could hurt things, but I gotta say, it sounds like they they've been building to this, and hopefully the January seventh will the payoff will be really nice. Yeah. But we're going to head into Comic comic Corner now. With Say what? Say what? Are you kidding me? <laughs> LOL. OMG. No. No, no, no. I'm not going to. No. Gonna, no. I'm, I'm Stop quit. it. I'm, I'm Stop a it, mofo. You can be a mofo. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, Seek, what yes. comics do you have for us this week? Well, it's funny because I feel like since I've been doing this, I've only really mentioned like three comics which are like Wolverine, which has S.H.I.E.L.D. in it, Secret Avengers, which has S.H.I.E.L.D. in it, and uh, the Ultimate Comics, Ultimate's book. Uh, and, and it's true, though. I mean, it's kind of slim pick- pickings at Marvel for some cool S.H.I.E.L.D. stories uh, from time to time. Uh, but this week, again, no exception, there's a book out right now called Cataclysm. It's a series of uh, Ultimate books set in the Ultimate Universe of Marvel, where Galactus from the Mar- regular Marvel Universe has jumped into that universe and is ready to eat the planet. Sit, so wait, 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 the- whoa, 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 time out. Yes. He's going to do what now? Uh, Galactus, uh, as uh, for those who know, is a planet eater. Uh, he's like Unicron from uh, Transformers. And he, he got teleported into the Ultimate Universe, a parallel Marvel Universe. And now he, is, he got teleported right in front of the planet Earth. So <laughs> he's basically oh. like, oh. hey, I have, I have a planet to eat, and it has far less superheroes on it than the regular Marvel Universe. So chances are I'm is not going to be... Is that the case? I, I never... I never oh, knew yes. about the Ultimate Universe. Like, is does it have less superheroes? Really, far less, and also uh, uh, mutants as well. Uh, there's only I think like twenty uh, mutants in the Ultimate Marvel Universe. Um, wow, that's yeah. Uh, so so yeah. So the, the basically the threat for Galactus is is bigger because uh, there's a good chance he's going to eat this planet. Um, so in the Ultimate book that's out. In the first issue that came out a few weeks ago, uh, you know, they set up all the characters. They set up the agents, Danny Ketch, which I mentioned uh, before, who is an agent called the Ghost. Abigail Brand is part of the team. It's got Dum Dum Dugan, the Punisher, Hercules. Dum Dum Dugan! <laughs> uh, Hercules, Emil Blonsky, who is uh, in the regular Marvel Cinematic Universe. In the regular Marvel Universe, he's Abomination. Uh, and Stature, who is uh, Giant Man's daughter. And Nick Fury. That's the team of Avenger, or of, of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, team in the Ultimate Universe, and it's an awesome team. And in this book, basically, at the end of the first issue, they sent the Hulk to fight uh, MODOK and, and his minions that are, that are uh, hailing the arrival of Galactus. And, and of course, the, the MODOK and his creatures mind control the Hulk. And now the Hulk is on a rampage, and the S.H.I.E.L.D. agents have to stop the Hulk uh, while trying to fight Galactus as well. It's a really cool story. Uh, Josh Fielkoff is the, is the writer. And I'm, I apologize, Carmine, for butchering your last name, but Carmine D. Giannamanico, he is uh, the artist on the book. Everything is really solid, great storytelling, great characters, great S.H.I.E.L.D. stuff. Definitely, you get to see kind of what I wanted to see a little bit more of in the Avengers movie, which is S.H.I.E.L.D. on the ground while during an alien invasion and them just, like, kicking butt. And uh, it's something that I hope we see a version of in the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. show at some point. But, uh, but this is great stuff. If you want to see what these characters are like, what they can do, uh, you definitely got to check out this book. Uh, I will give it definitely, I'll give it a four out of five. It's a really strong story. The artwork's great. Uh, and it's f- packed full of shield action. 
pick this up and pick up the new issue of Wolverine that came out this week, which also has Nick Fury and Coulson in it as well. Awesome stuff. Fantastic. And what's one thing that I, I'm not, I don't want to bring this down, but we, as you guys know, that this is Seek's last episode on the regular Helicure podcast. You know, like it's not, it's not his. You know, it's last forever. Oh my god! Like he's never gonna come back. But like he, you know, his 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 guest time is running is wrap up um, with this episode. But Seeking uh, have been discussing that uh, you know it's we uh, we we enjoyed it, the um, the comic corner. I think it's good for you guys to to get to hear a little bit about good Shield comics that 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 includes Colton and so on. Because they, they 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 don't talk about Colton that much on, on the comic books, like in the media and so on, like which I wish they would do more of. So Seek and I we talked about it a few weeks ago, and if Seek still want to do want to do it, we want to make the comic corner a permanent section by doing this. He and I will record a little section together, and then we will add it to the episode each week. So Seek, are you up for it? Yeah, that sounds simple enough to do. See guys, you get exclusive. We are do you know you 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 you, you get to be the first one to hear it. Exclusive, no. Exclusive, more seek, and everyone just was like, "Oh, oh crap, no, 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 <laughs> like, no." If, if if they could, if they, it was up to them, they would be like, "Let's just put Anne in a, in a small corner and just have seek and maybe whatever guests that you know talk about the show instead." No, but like. Um, so yeah, we, you you will get to continue hearing Seek talk about the comics, and you may even hear, hear mild input each week and so on, depending on how we record and so on. But uh, but there so you maybe, go. Maybe maybe I'll even get Andy to read one of these things. I I think I'm gonna I want I may want to pick up Catalyst. Um, how like is there how many comics are there right now of that of that of that comic book? Well, just the one that I've been reviewing. There's a, this is the second issue. It just came out this week. Okay, uh, then, but then I may then I I may be able to pick it up. I, then I can catch up for sure. I would I would say if you're if you're a big Shield fan though, my favorite book right now that's out with Shield, I've mentioned it on the show a bunch of times, is Secret Avengers. Uh, that book is so awesome. I read la- last week's issue was really really great. Had a lot of Coulson and Maria Hill stuff. I think I even talked about it last week on the show. If you're if you have enough money to do one Marvel comic a month that has Shield in it. Secret, Secret, Secret Avengers is what I would recommend. Well, the reason I I want to read this book is because I want to find out what's hap- what's happening to the Ultimate Universe. Because here's the thing: I actually like the Ultimate Universe from, from oh, the okay. stuff that I read, and you got to read it then. Uh, Ultimate Ultimate Spider-Man Cataclysm number two came out this week, and I won't spoil anything for anyone. But the last page on it is a very big moment for the character. So, uh, so yeah, there's there's four books out that have the Cataclysm title on it, uh, but you could reach each you could read each one individually if you want to. Yeah, and if you got you know you can buy at your lo- local comic book shop or Absolutely. Comixology digitally because that that's how I buy my comics these days. True. Yeah, I used to live in a place where there was no comic store, and I would have killed for Comixology back then. But now I live in a place with thirty comic stores, <laughs> so so I have Mr. no Hollywood. excuse. I have no excuse to not support my. Yeah, you have no excuse at all. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. but guys, thank you so much for your, you know, for your recommendations. Seek. Sure, sure. Yeah, go buy these books. Yeah, you heard them, but you need to see, please. Hey, and if you're if you're out there and you know one of the writers or artists of these books, you know, like maybe that could be something we could do once is do like a a quick like five ten minute interview with one of these guys and and get their perspective of what it's like to write these characters. 
Yeah, I would like to hear any. I would like to hear any writer talk about what it's like to write for Agent Coulson. Yeah, perfect. Uh, the the invitation is out there now. So if you work on the show, or if you work at Marvel Comics and you help tell Coulson stories, if you worked on the Lego Marvel game and you wrote all the Coulson stuff, whatever you do, like we, that would be awesome to have someone. Yeah, like that. contact yeah. Um, us too, or contact perhaps Gene and Nerd Nation Radio. Yeah, you could contact Nerd Nation Radio, but I would say that'd be something cool to have on this show as well, definitely. Yeah, we 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 can share, dude. <laughs> it, yes. it, it's cr- almost Christmas time, so I, I have to be nice. <laughs> Any, anyone out there want to be shared? Um, anyone be? Hey, let's share. <laughs> let's share your you writer. Okay. Yeah. Well, we now we're yes. we're about to jump to the midst of the finale of Marvel's Age of Shield. The Why bridge. The bridge. The bridge. The bridge, mofo. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so a lot of hype for this episode, obviously. A lot of yeah. anticipation, expectation, and so on. And yes. I've I've seen very mixed stuff for this episode. It's it's been both good and bad. But like initial reactions, what did you think about this episode? Definitely, did I, I like this show? It, I think it it's been exponentially getting better. This is just that one episode that I felt like it was the one time where it actually didn't get better, but it still stayed the same quality. It's it, it's it's been the previous two episodes. Um, I think expectations were really high. I think a lot of people, maybe some, maybe unrealistically high for some of us, uh, myself included, possibly. Uh, so I always give the show a benefit of the doubt because I feel like maybe I'm expecting too much from it, and it's still in its infancy stage. It's still developing and, and becoming a better show, and and learning how to become a better show, and and, and finding its pace and everything and the rhythm. So I'm I'm, will, I'm definitely giving it the benefit of the doubt, and and we'll say that overall, I thought it was a good episode, uh, but. I don't know. I, there was there was something missing, and I I yeah. could probably I could name a couple of things of possible what was missing, but I think it's going to be different for every person. And so it's clear that there was some element missing from this episode, and it's a shame we didn't get it because I think it would have elevated it to a higher status. But maybe that's maybe all of that's going to be you know when it comes back as well. So I'm yeah I'm, yeah because guys, we something that people don't didn't realize that this is a two-parter so like this next the next episode that we're gonna see is gonna be the second part of this storyline some people had actually suggested that they should have done this as a two-hour event and i actually think that would have been a really good idea because i feel that this centipede thing is is about to get wrapped up i don't think that this is going to be the main arc for the season and uh, that in that case if this is not the main arc then what is for the, for this season and so here's how I felt about it. I had to rewatch a, few, a lot of times. Like this episode, I had to rewatch the most uh, out of all right. the episodes that has aired so far. I have, I had to see this episode five times. The, <laughs> the, 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 I'm a nerd. What do you expect? And, uh, <laughs> only, and, only five. <laughs> how many times did you see it? Thirty-seven. Let's go. Thirty-seven, mofo. <laughs> <laughs> and the, right. and. Uh, yeah, look, this is a family-friendly show, and the kids. If if you if you want to know what Mofo <laughs> is, uh, just wait a few years until you until you. It, mean, it, it means agents of Shield. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Okay, <laughs> Mofo <laughs> equals agents of Shield. Okay, and uh, I like I you know the pilot I saw uh, like at least seven or eight times uh, that that week when it when it when it aired. Also, in addition to the two one first time that I saw it on at Comic Con and. Um, Oh, it was 
Comic Con was such a great experience. I'm just saying. Were, were, were you? Did you get to see the pilot at Com- at Comic Con? No, you didn't. Did you? No. No, but hey, buddy, when we go to Comic Con next year, we're totally gonna see pilots together. Well, well, okay, maybe. I, I saw other. I, I can't say what I saw at Comic Con because I will get people in trouble. But that, but that's, but that's nice that you got to see a, a pilot. I, I got to see a lot of pilots, <laughs> but now I'm, I'm actually starting to wonder what you, what you get to see. But hey, we can talk about that off air. So sorry, yeah. guys. It's, it's our private exclusive. And you're not level nine clearance. Sorry. The listener's right. Yeah. Yeah, good. I thought you meant me for a second there. Uh, so no, like, you, yeah, you, you are. Sorry. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. So like, I had to rewatch this episode a lot of times to get a f- true feeling. But like, I didn't hate it. Like, I, I really had a great time during the the airing of the episode because, guys, thanks to you guys. Like, oh my god, my Twitter, the Twitter feed was on, like on fire that night. Like, I, you know, I, as soon as I post like a photo of when the show is trending, the the cast members g- goes nuts on on that and the. Tw- the the, like the hundred plus people just retweets it and retweets and stuff, and we thanks to you guys we, we finally got over four hundred followers and that made me really really happy and guys thank you so much. Woohoo! Woohoo! What's up? And uh, <laughs> I'm not hip. And uh, <laughs> so like I had to watch, rewatch this episode a couple of times and I could see some of the problems that some people were having this with this finale, and. But I don't think it deserves the crap that it got, some of it at least, because it right. was a really good episode. We actually did get a lot of good twists. We get we got a more we got more friends connected to each other. But I will say this: that the biggest flaw with this episode was that we got more questions rather than answers. Right, and I think that's what maybe what you said earlier would have benefited if they would have done a two-hour event. Is I know this would have concluded the first half of the season, but I think maybe some closure would have been nice to have because we're still in the dark on so many things. Literally not one major thing has been answered yet in, a, in 10 episodes. So it's kind of like, yeah, okay, could we have at least gotten some answers before our Christmas break? You know, just like a, as a reward for the people, the people that have stuck with this show, that have been watching this show, because the cliffhanger, though, it was a good one, and we'll talk about it later. Uh, I don't know... I. Th- you know, there's a chance, and I saw a lot of reaction online that there's a chance that some people thought it wasn't a strong enough cliffhanger to make them come back and start and watch again. And I and I hope that's not the case. I hope those people do come back, yeah. uh, because because the show definitely, like Colson says in the show, like everyone deserves a second chance. I feel like the show deserves a second chance, but I also feel like there are some people out there that have already given it a second, third, and even fourth chance. And uh, but I st- I still hope the fans stick around. I, I hope it maintains its. It's it's numbers and and I hope it uh, you know and I hope it just keeps doing what it you know it keeps getting better like that's what I want I just want the I never want a show to start off perfect because then it has nowhere to go after that so I I like the idea of this show growing and and I want to see it to continue to grow yeah and here's the thing like I will admit that the show is going really slow in development and so on and in getting us more closer to finding out what's going on and. I know people have saying that, but that's that's how Whedon shows work. It's like, yeah, sure, but that's that doesn't make it right. Well, yeah, that's true. But also, there's a there's a difference between previous Whedon shows where they would build mystery and this one, which is them just not telling you things for the sake of not telling you things. That to me isn't building, really making a real a solid mystery that I'm invested in. Like if it, if I didn't already like the Coulson character, I wouldn't be invested in. You know, in the mystery they've built on the show so far, 
because the, the, by, by the show alone, taking it out of the Marvel u- movie universe, uh, by the show alone, it has not, I'm not invested enough in most of the characters at this point to even really care too much about what, the, at this point, I'm like, you know what, who, like, who cares who, what happened to Sky's parents, you know, like, like, let's, let's bring in another character that's, that doesn't have so much drama attached to them. And I and I and it sucks that I feel like that sometimes because I think Sky is a good character. I think Chloe's doing a great job and I think that yeah, there I is a story Chloe. I love Chloe. Oh, yeah. And good. I think there there is a good story to tell there, but they're just because they're taking so long to tell it, it it's just it, I, I don't think the payoff is going to be as good as the build up is making it. And that's what I'm afraid of. I, if they if they if they really blow our minds with something that none of us have anticipated with her and with Coulson and with Ward, if there's stuff that we literally would have never guessed and they blow our minds, then all is, you know, then, then this was all worth it. But if they deliver us an answer and it's not a, a solid answer, then all this setup will have been for nothing. And that's, that's dangerous territory to be in when you're writing a show. Totally. And totally. And no, <laughs> but I, I'm, but here's the thing. I think Sky is a character is getting a lot of heat because of the fact that it her story is moving slow and like that's I and I feel sorry for her because it's not her fault that the show is going slow slow. It the fact is that there's just so many things like because originally they wanted to do it as a procedural drama, that's right. why it's taking so long. Sure. Well it's it's funny because like the the Sky stuff, for example, I think the reason why it feels really dragged out to people is that there's actually been more focus on Sky's background and in the mystery around Coulson than there has been Centipede. Because if you really look at the episodes that have come out so far, there's only really been three episodes where they kind of focus on Centipede or yeah. mention Centipede. And uh, but all the other episodes in between have revolved, you know, have mentioned at least mentioned Coulson's mystery or Sky's mystery or or us wanting to know more about Ward or Fitz and Simmons. And it's like there's been more about them than actual centipede, and and with centipede supposedly this this you know this entity that they're they're battling, it's kind of like yeah, but we've gotten more of the other stuff, so we're we're and now it's gonna every time a centipede episode comes up now, it puts the other stuff that we're trying to be invested in on hold, and you know hence in this episode when Sky goes to May and says hey thanks for helping me out, and May's like. Look, we're on a mission, so like, put your stupid crap aside. Yeah, and it's like, oh and it's lord. Like, and I and I'm like, well, not only does that sting for the for Chloe's character of Sky, but that also sounds like a writer talking to an audience member <laughs> in a meta kind of way, going, "Hey, we'll get to this stuff later, but we got to talk about Centipede right now." And it's like, okay, well, it's, it seems yeah, like you're it, cram- cramming Centipede in when we don't need it crammed yeah, in. Yeah, you know, can we talk about that scene for a second? Yeah. Yeah, that, I'm sorry, Melinda. You scared the crap out of me in that scene. Like, I, I will actually let like, you know she's mean. No, but I'm honestly, she, I feel she was a bit rough on 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 Sky. And here's the thing: look, I don't think it's anything personal because here we know that she is a hard character, right? But mm, they they that she, she regrets it almost immediately. I mean, she as soon as she says it, and her eyes are like narrow, and she's like staring at, and she's kind of scolding Sky. As soon as the words come out of her mouth and Sky starts to tear up, Melinda May's eyes kind of widen a little bit and she kind of is like, holy crap. Like I, and then, but then because she has that exterior, she's still like, well, screw it. I'm not going to apologize because I, I still, I believe what I said. I just, it's clear that this poor girl is now, her feelings are hurt. 
And it's also sucks for May because she knows the truth and she just, yeah. she wants to tell sky, uh, but she knows she can't. And so it's like, it's, so you can tell that it was hard for her to be that rough on sky, even though it was a, a, her natural defense mechanism to attack as opposed to be attacked uh, verbally or physically, she still was felt bad about it. So they 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 do they do acknowledge the fact that she feels bad for being that. Scary. And you know, you could see that that she, that she was a she she almost told her because she oh, says she, yeah, she, she, she said because, and then she right. waited, and I'm like, oh my gosh, she's struggling with that. She is actually struggling with with this decision with yeah. this with this conversation, and. But the saddest thing was just seeing Sky just running into her room, just tear all the papers apart, and that scene, by the way, with Coulson coming down the stairs and seeing her, and then him wanting to go over and knock, and and who knows what he would have said? Maybe he would have tried to comfort her. Maybe he would have told her the truth also. But then he didn't do it, and he walked away. Like that scene was amazing. There was no no one said a word in that scene. She just cried, and he almost knocked and walked away. And I I was like, wow, that was a really really well done scene. Yeah, and like. Look, I, I will I will give this episode a good I, I will good I will, one of the credits I will give this episode is good drama. Really good drama. Like there it was there was no like shipper drama or there was no really you know, there was good drama. Like there was actually legit, legit drama that make made sense and that was actually interesting to watch. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, I I'm it was just difficult to listen to Sky cry. Like she, it it, it hurt me. It, it broke my heart away because, and she was trying to be so careful with 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 May, and then she gets that, and yeah, May May, May was. It's weird because we're actually seeing more emotion from May than I think people acknowledged in this episode because. Not only was she struggling with that, which we see that that's clearly the truth is eating away at her regarding Sky, uh, but also, you know, she, the when she scolds Sky, it's right after the scene with her and Ward, where Ward where she, where Ward took a punch for her, and she assumed it was because Ward cared for her in in that way, and Ward was like, no, actually, it was a strategic uh, move because if I got knocked out. You're a better fighter than I am. So I, if you would have got hit with that, like there's no way I would have been able to stand up to that guy a second longer. So I took the punch for you so that you could still fight. And, I, and, and so he's like, so don't flatter yourself. And I think the, the, her emotions are getting in the way of, of, of uh, her emotions towards Ward, I should say, are getting in the way of her fighting because she assumed that instead of, a, instead of having her soldier mind on, she had a relationship side of her mind on. And then because it backfired on her and it showed that she was using emotion, she turned to Sky and yelled at her for thinking with her emotions. And then that's when she realized she was doing wrong. And I thought that was like right there in those like two back-to-back scenes, uh, you, we saw a lot of an emotional roller coaster with May. And I thought that was great for her character development. Yeah, exactly. And... Yeah, well, let, let's let's move over to something more positive because like, it's it, it's actually <laughs> it's actually making me a little bit sad. Debbie Downer, let's let's talk about how about Mike. Uh, yes, and... let's talk about the badass <laughs> Jay August, as Mike Peters said. Oh my God, I love this dude. Like I tweeted on I I posted it on Twitter during during the episode's airing that can we please just make Jay August a series regular or something? Because I'm gonna say right now. Out of all these characters that you introduced, like guest characters on the show, he's the strongest one. Yeah, I mean he's he's good. I mean I gotta say, I'm I mean, 
it's funny because some people were saying like, oh, well, didn't he like kill somebody in the first episode? I'm like, it, it was definitely brutal, but I think they mentioned in a comment in the first episode that his manager, his old manager, he wounded. He didn't kill him, but I think they had mentioned that he was in a hospital wounded. Uh, so yeah, I, I don't remember that him killing anybody. Yeah, I, I mean, I, clearly he went over the deep end, and they all mentioned, all the agents mentioned, like, wow, this, last time we saw this guy, he was a monster, blah, blah, blah. But, like Coulson said, Coulson, probably looking back at his previous life, having a second chance himself, he probably sees his former self as a monster as, as well, for someone who used to kill in, in the name of duty. And, uh, and so I think... Duty. No, I'm kidding, so, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. So, so clearly Coulson is is all about redemption and giving people second chances. Hench, I mean, he's given Sky, I think, three chances now, and it's clear he's going to have to give Mike a third chance as well. But it's, it's all these things are like, it's all good stuff. And I, I think that the, the, the arc with Mike in this one was really neat. And, uh, and obviously the, 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 the struggle he has where, where, you know, and I thought it would have been a cool line where if he said, because obviously his son has some hero worship. His son plays with Iron Man and Hulk and Captain America toys and stuff and Thor toys. So... I would have been nice to hear Mike say, like, yeah, last time my son saw me, I was a monster, so I would like it if next time he sees me, I'm a hero. You know, and I, I, I would have liked that. But he basically did say that without those words. And his actions also show that in this episode, that he, anytime he makes a mistake, he tries it immediately to rectify it. Yeah, I'm just going to say that it's... Whether it was a comedic scene with Simmons or a dramatic scene like that at the end, yeah. he was phenomenal. And I... I only saw a positive response to his character. People just loved this character. He's pretty awesome. I want to say that the Simmons stuff was great. And what I also liked is he kind of didn't acknowledge Simmons, like, as far as, like, a like I don't feel like there's going to be a love triangle there. I think she was hitting on him or flirting or just in love with his shape of his body, as she who, said. Well, who was he's there. He's, she's like, you're so symmetrical. And, you know, uh, I think all that stuff was re- played really well, and it made, it, it made Fitz a little jealous, but in a, in a friendly, funny way. Um, but he just kept brushing it off. He's like, okay, little nerd girl, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> like, well, he, you know, I, I will say it is that on Angel and here, yeah, oh, that body. <laughs> that okay. man can he fill a suit? Oh yeah, he's got. A, he gets. A, he even gets like a little superhero suit in this no, episode. No, 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 not just that. But like when he was in a business suit, I'm like, oh, oh yeah. Colson, you have an opponent. <laughs> I'm like, guys, I will say this right away. I have a total crush on Clark Gregg and Agent Colson. I'm. I'm not kidding. I said it on Twitter. I'm, I'm gonna say it again. Iron Man may be able to fly, and he may be rich like a crazy bastard. Captain America may have abs of a god, and Thor may be a god, but Agent Coulson is my favorite <laughs> Avenger. Yo, yo. And I'm not um, saying it's because of that he, you know, because of his TV show. I always loved Agent Coulson since I saw him in Iron Man One because I'm like, I, I remember, I, you know, I, it was a few years ago, and so I was a little bit younger. But I was like, hey, I, I can. I can see myself in that guy. He's reacting. I, I would react like that. Th- that's me. <laughs> like, I'm, uh, I'm, like, although I'm, I'm, he's white and I'm, and I'm brown skinned. So, like, you know, that's the only thing I can, re- compa- you know, relate to. But like, like, I was like, I feel like I can. See, he's, he's saying the thing that I want, want to know. He's the right. everyday man. So, like, that's why I love him so much, and that's why I wanna go out with him or something. <laughs> but, uh, but hey, I. Yeah. 
Stay on topic. Stay on topic. Stay on topic. Yeah, I'm. I'm staying on topic. I'm talking about Angel Shield. This is an Angel Shield podcast. Yo, <laughs> Mofo. <laughs> Uh, guys, when you listen back to this episode, I, I wonder how much time we have said it. And I think you should make a drinking game out of this. Um, I think you should. Uh, yes. Um, but I, I really like Mike. And like, here, okay, we need to talk about this final scene that he was in. Okay, guys, here's a golden rule with comic book TV shows and comic books in general. If there's no body... There's no death. Necessarily. Right. I love that we are finishing our each other's sentences. Oh, we're so, <laughs> we, we're getting so close to each other. <laughs> oh my god, he's, he's leaving to this episode. Okay, um, so <clears throat> no, but I love that. I I, I, I love that that we didn't that we did not see a body be you know lying there on the ground dead or something. Because here's remember one thing. Yes, the night the night the night night gun did stabilize him, but I could I could he could still be uh, invulnerable. Well, absolutely. I, I would think, especially to fire, considering they extremist, have a tendency to yeah, ex- extremists explode. You know, they explode with heat. So, I would assume there's at least some resistance to uh, to extreme fire. I would assume. Yeah, and remember, I'm free. I, 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 oh, I don't remember the name of the, that female agent, but the one uh, follow Tony she was awesome. That, yeah, they were all awesome. Yeah, they <laughs> were. Yeah. Yeah, that bald dude. Like, I just wanted to, I just wanted to, you know, flash. Oh, Jesus. Okay. He was stay, on topic, stay on topic. Yeah, but like every time, you know, if they would get cut or shot or exploded, they would automatically, you know, heal, heal, heal right. themselves. And in this case, maybe, you know, Mike would be skinless or something, but he would get it back. Right. I mean, yeah, it seemed like the only thing that really hurt that one girl was, uh, I guess, was an electrical explosion. Well, there's that so, scene also in the in the in the mini restaurant, I think, when Tony is setting up, setting up a fire, and uh, she's like burning and everything. Yeah, well, I, but I think she gets launched onto like a pair of uh, or on a tower, electrical tower, and I think that's what does her in. Um, I can't remember. I, it's it's been a while since I've seen Iron Man three, sadly. Um, but who knows? I mean, I, explosions. I'm not saying explosions couldn't kill him. I'm just saying like. You know he has to make things right, uh, and uh, and and so it would be nice to see um, to see him get a chance to make things right. Yeah, because I don't want to be to be dead. I, look, honestly, I will be really ag- angry and pissed off if he actually ended up dying. Yeah, it, w- it would it would feel like a, a little bit of a waste because uh, yeah, because yeah, centipede could have got close, you know, like got, got their target any way they wanted to. They didn't have to. Uh, they didn't have to go through Mike to do it. It was just convenient for them. Exactly, and I and I think that and I think that if and I think that people I think the writers know that because of the great response that uh, that, the, that this actor has received for his his character in the pilot, I think they may have done something nice for him and that and let him survive. Because I will, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna be really. Disappointed if he did die, and I I can't stress it enough. I'm sorry, but I just can't. Right. But uh, but you know, fingers crossed that he's alive. And if he if he's, if he's alive, I will take I will give it, I will take everyone out for drinks. So, and now everyone is gonna listen to the podcast and be like, yeah, give me a drink, mofo. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to talk about Centipede and the crew and Reina and what was the name? Pooh? No, I think I think it's Poe. Pope, Pooh. 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 Uh, <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, Raina and Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, 
You know what I was thinking about? Poo it's... as in, you know, doo-doo. No. Uh, I wasn't thinking that. Yeah, but I had to say that that guy—he's a creepy actor, and in a good he's, way. Yeah, he's—he's he's a good. He is the face of a bad person. No, he's a—he's a walking mugshot. Yeah, I love that Best line. I was line like, ever. I was like, wow, they. Yeah, he is a walking mugshot. Exactly, but like, we 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 don't learn much much about the centipede group anyway. But what we do know is. <laughs> we do get to learn a little bit more about Reina and the yeah. clairvoyant. Um, so we we finally know that it's a he, right? Because you it's know what, what you know, I don't I don't know if you saw this on Twitter th- that night, but what they were what but some people were speaking that before they said he, they were actually wondering if this clairvoyant could have been Scarlet Witch. Oh, it's funny because I'm hearing a lot of uh, I've been hearing a lot of people saying that the cell the cellist that Coulson keeps mentioning. Is a reference to Scarlet Witch. But wait a minute. She's like super... Isn't he just like much younger than Coulson? Like, like, look, I'm not saying that Coulson would go out with younger girls like, or something. But how would... I mean, I'm not saying it's true. I'm just saying I. that's that's other Scarlet Witch rumors I've been hearing as well. I think it would be cool, though. And look, I think Elizabeth Olsen would be a nice actress to have <laughs> on the show like before you know because here's the thing i would love to get a little bit established on these characters that we're about to see in avengers 2 and what you know what to, to help out the show a little bit bring them to age of shield and i think that joss whedon should return and for, to write that episode well i think if they i think the tahiti thing that my theory is the tahiti thing is a scarlet witch reference um because she he keeps saying oh it's a magical place like that's his catchphrase and i'm like well she kind of has magic-based powers or hex-based powers. So, well, they will be magic now because they can't say she's a mutant. Yeah, exactly. So I would imagine that's, that either that's a Scarlet Witch reference or maybe a Doctor Strange reference or something. I, I would imagine there's some world-building with that. Yeah, exactly. And, and now I'm actually trying to get more... I'm actually getting a little bit more excited for part two, <laughs> and I'm hoping it's this good. But... Yeah, Centipede, though. Um, there... The Poe thing, the clairvoyant thing, all that's it's it's interesting stuff, it's neat, but I mean their their plan is essentially they have the same plan as as Aldrin Killian had in Iron Man Three, which is make an army of super soldiers. And Killian did that. He made a, a, like a full army of them and that didn't seem to work so well. So I'm curious what Centipede thinks that they can do differently. They're trying to than, prove it. Yeah, I could see that, but I mean still it, the 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 like if you go you know in Iron Man three for example the final battle was all those robots versus all those superhumans their weaknesses weren't that they overheated and explode like they were all uh, stable enough to fight the 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 armor suits so it's so but they still got defeated so again it, it's just like I'm just a little curious of the motivation of these villains and, and what the real goal is and and maybe that's what we're going to learn now that they we thought they wanted Mike to get to pull from him the the, the DNA. To, to get that serum that uh, Fitz and Simmons gave them to stabilize the drug, we thought that was their plan, and clearly their plan is uh, they wanted Coulson, and they and they want him for the same reason that he's looking for why he's still alive. You know, he wants to know how he's still alive, and they seem to have an idea, at least a strong enough idea, to where they would kidnap him uh, for whatever you know for the reasons to, I don't know, maybe use his blood. Uh, to perfect the, the serum or something. I, I'm curious. Yeah, I'm really curious to see why they want him for the Centipede Project. Yeah. 
But the thing is that I'm going to say that the, the another disappointment with this aspect was that I was really hoping to find out that this was a division of AIM. Because I really believe that AIM is a true villain here. I, here's the thing. How would they get a hold of the extremist formula? AIM had it. Well, yeah, AIM had it. AIM never got defeated in Iron Man 3. They never got closed down. Shut. They didn't get shut down. Well, I'm, I'm wondering if we're going to find out that AIM, Roxxon Oil Corporation, uh, Centipede, all these things are just subsidiaries of a new Hydra. Ooh, that's... You're, you're on to something there. That's, that, that's good. That's good. I like that. Possibly. I don't know. But do you think this could be also a return of Red Skull, or do you think that this could be a Hydra led by... Oh, my lord. Lord, I, I have no idea. Does, is Hydra led by anyone else in the comic books, sir? Yeah, I mean, there was a couple, like Baron Von Zemo, uh, who is a, a fantastic villain. Uh, he uh, he was, I think, a leader of AIM at one point. I mean, a, a Hydra at one point. There was a guy named Lucan, something, Alexander Lucan or something like that, who kind of ran a branch of Hydra, and he he also had connections to Roxxon Oil Corporation and, and some of these other things that have been mentioned in all the Marvel movies. And he's a big part of the Captain America run by Ed Brubaker, where Winter Soldier came back. And he was also, I think, one of the reasons... Uh, of Winter Soldier's return in the comics, anyway. So there's a couple. There's a yeah, and there's the Baroness or whatever, uh, or, or there's a, a f- some female character. I think Baroness is from GI Joe, but uh, but there's a there's a there's a there was a female leader as well. So there, there's a plenty of options, I think. Um, but the clairvoyant could be someone like a, a Baron von Zemo or an or Alex, uh, Alexander Lucan. Uh, you know, could be either one of those. Interesting. Um... I I think it would be interesting if all these corporations was actually part of something really big, and that could actually start to come to play into a Marvel movie. Actually, like maybe yeah, because no, sorry, gone. Oh, I was gonna say because even Rising Tide as well. Like, I mean, because we found out that you know they're a group of hackers uh, who answer in some regard to Centipede as well, which they didn't know. So it's again, it's all these, it's like you know subsidiaries, all these smaller companies to make you think they're all not connected. And then you find out that there's there's actually they're gonna find one thing that connects all of them, you know? Yeah, like in the in the marketing for this episode, the hashtag was it's all connected. Oh, interesting. And you know, know. you know what would be would be a twist if Victoria Han is somehow involved, because she does she, she kind of takes takes on, on an antagonistical role later in this in the comic books, right? Yes. Yeah. I mean, she's. It's yeah, basically she uh, Victoria Hand I believe helps run Hammer with Norman Osborn. Um, well, yeah, exactly. But in this version, I think she would be alone, and because or they will of course they will find someone that's called German, <laughs> hot, 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 like not normal. G- G- German German Hawkthorn. <laughs> Sh- sure, we can go with that, and the and the casting of that will be will be will be James Franco. No, 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 no. James yeah, Franco. Yeah. James Franco will never be able to step his foot into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm just saying. And oh, I just went mofo on his sorry bot. No. I I he, I liked him wow. as Harry Osborn. <laughs> I liked him as Harry Osborn. He was yeah. fine. He was I actually enjoyed him sometimes more than Toby Maguire as Spider-Man. Say what? But, yeah. Emo Spider-Man. Yeah, you know, get the FO. Um He's so funny. He was only emo for eight minutes of one he, movie. He was. 
You're not going to have a big discussion after this episode, my, my dear sir. Have, what, what do you think of emo Harry Osborn in the new uh, Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man what do you 2? Mean, he, what do you mean emo? I mean, he, has the same, he has the same haircut Peter Parker had in Spider-Man 3. It's parted over on. to the side. Guys, I know he's, he's a, hold on. We'll be right back, guys. We'll be yeah. right back. He's, he's, a, he's a phenomenal actor. Don't get me wrong. Uh, he's a phenomenal actor. Uh, but he looks like emo Harry Osborn. I'm sorry. That is a hairstyle. That's, the way, it's that's the a, same hairstyle Peter Parker had in Spider-Man 3. No, no. He actually dyed his hair black. It looked more yeah. black. And he drew it. <laughs> he, you know, he he pulled down so much that he, you can you can almost see his eye. Look, I'm sure there was a bit of eyeliner as well, guys. We 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 back in a moment, just like Aiden Colton says. I actually put I actually put that in somewhere in in the uh, <laughs> we will be I will put that in in this episode. So like we will be back in a moment. We'll edit that in, and then you'll cut to the sound effects of two cats fighting, and then we'll come and then you'll cut back, and it's like now we return you to Agent's Shield. Yeah. So, but like. He's he doesn't have emo hair. We'll be back in a moment. Now, centipede. Centipede. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, guys, Tweedle and Sheila Zemble. Who who's right, Seek or Annie? Do you think that Harry Osborne in this new Spider-Man movie? has emo hair, quote-unquote, or do you think that he just has a natural hair look? <laughs> yeah, please. Like, is, that, is that not a hair product? For... Please, we need to get to the bottom of this, people. Help us please, out. We need to get to the bottom of this right now! <laughs> so, sorry. Sorry. Um, anyway, okay. Um, the so, yeah. I want to... I'm fascinated by it, but, like, they said a he, and a clairvoyant yes. can see into the future, apparently, right? Well, that's one. That's a definition of it for sure. But there's a, but what they, what they referenced was that it was just an alias. Like it's it's not that that maybe the only reason he's called the clairvoyant is because they they seem to always be a step ahead. But I got to say, Coulson being kidnapped, I, I have a feeling that that was planned. I think Coulson, I think that's what we're going to find out in the next episode is that Coulson knew that this could possibly happen. So I think Coulson is also bugged to be traced if need be. And uh, and we're gonna find that out in the next episode. And he's gonna basically lead Shield right to Centipede's headquarters, and that this was a plan all along. That would be so cool. If and if it happens, I'm totally gonna have to record a little second with you, which I will put like put it in like a voice file and say that you know he called it. <laughs> well, I just I, I I can't believe that Shield is as dumb as they come across in some of these episodes <laughs> because 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 I, I I think I think it's. It's intentional. I don't think it's 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 them making mistakes. Like for example, why Mike's son when they recruited Mike onto their team? Normally, you would have a shield uh, team guarding his son's house and you know uh, where he's staying, making sure that the son stays safe. Because with their dad out in the spotlight going to fight Centipede, they're putting their dad on the front line. And once Centipede knows who their enemy is, they're definitely going to do their background check and find out that that. Uh, he has a son and that they're going to go after Ace. So to me, I'm like, all of that is like S.H.I.E.L.D. 101 protocol. It's even COPS 101 protocol. If, if you're bringing someone to the forefront, if you have a witness or whatever, you put protection on their family until the case or whatever is solved or the mission is over. And that's standard procedure. So it's weird to me that the son wasn't watched during yeah, this. Yeah, that was weird. And I think maybe that, that 
it might have been intentional, like knowing that uh, them. But then I also fear that if that was the game Colson playing, that's a dangerous game to play because they put a kid in harm's way. But but the end result is Colson gets taken and he's tagged, and now he's at Centipede Headquarters, and the kid is safe. So the plan went according according to what it was supposed to. So I, I, I choose not to believe S.H.I.E.L.D. is actually that stupid. I think they make these decisions, even if they're hard ones, to to reach their goal and complete their mission. And I think that's what we, we the, the, one of the twists we might find out in the next episode, I hope anyway. Yeah, and one of the complaints that, that, that people had with Colson in this episode is that they're getting tired of him being the same person. He's like always like because when when Mike was part of him, so like you know he said, you know you had to do what what you, you know you had to do what you had to, and but he he didn't react, he didn't get upset or anything, and it's which is to me that's further proof that maybe this was all part of the plan. Yeah, and then he fled he voice comes and says, it's all part of the plan. May rest may rest in peace, that dear man, and. Uh, it's why does it feel like that the Colson sort of has a has a death wish in a way? Well, it's you know I I can't speak for what they're trying to do with the character, but I, I will say from my own personal experience, I've had people say that to me, where they think because I'm kind of aloof when it comes to certain things, especially like the way I live my life or or the things I consider to be important in my life, people think like. Oh, you must, you know, like you must have a death wish. Oh, you're going to walk like this. I remember this one night I walked down this alley that people were in, like in Hollywood and people were like, why are we going down this alley? Like something could happen to us. And I'm like, and I had this like reaction where I was, I wasn't worried that something would happen to me. Um, and so people have said that about me before, like, oh, do you have a death wish? Like, you know, whatever. And it's, I don't, I, I don't know. I feel like when you've been through like what May said to Colson in that one episode, when you die, whether it's for 40 seconds or four, four minutes or whatever, like you change some, there's a part of you that doesn't come back, whatever part that is. Because you uh, died. And, you did die. Like, yeah. Because you did die. Like you're, you cease to exist for however many, te- you know, time. And so a part of you is gone and it's never coming back. And sometimes that can translate to, you know, seemingly having a death wish when really you just know that, whatever happens happens it's you being okay with it's you making peace with whatever happens happens and i and i so that can come across so i think it's interesting that people have that reaction whereas me i'm just like oh i if i was in colson's shoes i would probably be that calm as well yeah i i'm because colson is one of the smartest people that i know in mars in my universe i think he may have a plan it's he doesn't do anything without a plan as, as far as i'm concerned yeah, I think we need to talk about uh, what we saw in the trailer for that episode and um, whatever that episode is called because we haven't heard. There's no official description. There's no images. There's no title. It's called but... January seventh. <laughs> it's called Phase Two. <laughs> it's people are really mistaking. It's 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 Stage Two. They're not saying Phase here. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> yeah, no, but. I think we I think we need to start wrapping it up. But um, yeah, there was there were there were no comic references in this episode. Yeah, they were very slim. Like there wasn't very many. Uh, did you know? Did that was there anything that you find at all? I just think the the training ground. That was probably it. I think that was the only thing that where where Mike was training. Because uh, uh, they actually showed the building and everything like that. I think that's pretty much it. I think that's a. Uh, 
the at least off the top of my head of right now. Uh, I only got to see the episode once. I just finally watched it last night, so I'm sure I missed at least another one or two comic references. But as far as I know, I think just the training ground was was it, and then also the fact that he moved that tractor and asked if he beat Captain America's time, and the guy was like, "That was not that was close. very not cute. even close." <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, that's cool. Yeah, and the cliffhanger for this episode is that Colson gets kidnapped and. Yeah, and the and the fact that they say, that the question she asked him, he's like, "Why did you take me?" And then she goes, "Because we want you to tell us what happened to you the day after you died." Yeah, exactly. That was. I will say that I I think I don't think Raina gives enough credit for being a, a really wicked villain. I really like this actress, and I think she's a good character. I do too, and I gotta say, I kind of have a crush on her. She's really pretty. She's a, she's beautiful, and I yeah. want and I know that this is not exactly based on the Raina character from. The comic books, she's very different, but she's still a villain. But I'm, I'm just saying. Yeah, I mean, I think it's, it's, it's neat. She's a neat character, and I like that she's kind of there's, there's a part of her that's trying to get acceptance. You know, like in the organization, she's trying to be. Yeah, I. That you know, was like, so weird. That was just so weird to see. Yeah, I mean, it it makes sense on one level. You know, maybe she feels like, oh, I'm, I'm a woman, and I'm in a, a scary man's world, and I'm trying to to roll with the big guys and stuff like that. But, uh, but I think there was something a little bit more. She was definitely looking for some kind of acceptance from the clairvoyant. And I, and I, and I think that's, uh, that's interesting. You mean from Pooh? No, no, she, she was asking Poe if, uh, if, if she could know more about the clairvoyant and he was like, no, he's like, but I did tell the clairvoyant about you and some of your, you know, abilities. And then he like touched her leg and I'm like, Ooh, that's creepy. (laughs) Like, like, Ooh, I don't want to know. Exactly, but um, you know, I would say it's a it's been a bumpy season. Like it's it, it, so far, it's been it's been it, it had ups and downs, and yeah. you know there's show that things can get improved. Uh, it's the pacing that is a bit of a problem, but don't give up on the show yet, guys. I it don't just don't give up on the show just yet. Yes, do not. Yeah, or, I, I think I think it's worth sticking it out. Whether it, you know, I, obviously, I hope it gets future seasons. But uh, on the off chance that we just get this one, I say stick with it. I think we're gonna we're gonna learn some really cool things. I, I think uh, they have they're finding their pace. They're, you know maybe this three week break and this and the second half of this episode, maybe it'll it'll, it'll kick it up. I mean I, I can't I can think of a number of shows where people struggled with the beginning of it and it turned out to be really great. Like for example, Arrow, which is a show I really love. The first six or seven episodes, I was just kind of eh about. Uh, I, but I, but I saw that it was getting better with each episode, but now, I mean, like by the end of season one, I was like, this is one of the best comic book shows on TV. Uh, so there's still plenty of, we still have another half of the season. We still got what, 12 uh, more episodes. 12, 12, yeah, we got 12 more episodes. It, you know, don't give up on this show. It's, it's, it's got more than enough potential and more than enough good storytelling and actors uh, on board to tell really great stories. Yeah. And I think that we are going to get, I, I think that, that this Second half of the season is going to become more of a comic book show, actually. I think so. I think once they maybe they give us some answers in this next episode, they wrap up a few things, they get rid of Centipede, or maybe, uh, or they find out that Centipede's part of Hydra or something bigger. Whatever it is, I say once they get over that hump, it's going to be just a roller, you know, just a, a fast roller coaster after this. Absolutely. But now, guys, we're going to jump to the Twitter section, the final Twitter section. Focus in the final Twitter section for this podcast, 
at least for this year, be, until we get back. So let's read and see what you guys had to say. First, we have Edgardo Rosario at guard PR one age. I'm sorry if I mispronounce your name. Take take a shot. Great. It makes me want to makes me wanting to see more. It's better than a movie. Wow. Nice. Nice. Good uh, tweet. Yeah. Jeff Edelson at G Edelson eight eight one one. Colson will defeat them with his boring stories of Tahiti. <laughs> 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 it's a magical place. Okay, fine. Okay, but tell us more. No, it's, yeah. a, it's a magical place. But yeah. no, we want to know more about it. Okay, sure, it's magical. I'm sure it's lovely. So what else can you, you know, tell us more. Tahiti it's a place a mag- of magic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Steph at Canadian Scarlet. It was fantastic. They weren't joking when they said they, that they would keep you on your feet. New interesting stories arise. Yep, we are yep, definitely yep. we're definitely gonna get some more interesting stuff coming up this in these upcoming episodes. Johnny at Johnny R three one S. So many thoughts. This episode brought everything everything Marvel comic fans have been hoping for: superheroes, supervillains, an epic story for Coldstone. Hashtag Age of Shield hit hit an all time high. Now, can they maintain? It's true. They got. They got. You know. They they know how much weight's on their shoulders. So it, it'll. You know. It'll. It'll be interesting to see how they handle the the success of this show. Like I, you know, because sometimes that could go to your head. It could. Hey, that's a good point. And I, but I think I think they got enough good people on this show. It's only going to get better. I think. Yeah, Liz Jones at Liz Jones Online. Excellent writing. Packed much into an hour. All words matter. Important connections made. Well, 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 good balance of action and drama. Thumbs up, good setup, and liked the twist. Probably should have suspected it, but it, I didn't. Was too busy not breathing. Yeah, I, oh, Lord. Like, in, th- in those five last minutes, Yeah. I was squeezing my stress ball like crazy, yo. <laughs> yeah, man, I was throwing my, my bad call brick at the TV. <laughs> And that's, then, <laughs> sorry, that's a sports reference. That's no, the only one I'll ever make. <laughs> well, I, I've never said you're not allowed to talk about sports on this podcast, but sure, whatever. <laughs> I hate sports. <laughs> sports are fine to wa- look. It's fun to look at sometimes, but okay. <laughs> and Hiddleston uh, Educator at Hiddleston Educates. Hiddleston uh, uh, Educates. Well, in a word, I don't think it's real. I think it has really found its stride with the episode of Reason Weeks. <laughs> That's awesome. That's the best word ever. Yeah, whatever that word was. Uh, Elizabeth, yes. <laughs> Elizabeth Cole at I want to crawl in a hole and hide until January 7th. Maybe poke out for Christmas. Joking, that was intense. Hashtag save Colson, please. <laughs> Colson will be fine, I'm sure. I'm sure. Then we have Agent Colson's army at I Heart Colson. After yeah. watching and and a good night's sleep, I think I have fa- I have I think I have my thoughts on the bridge. The bridge was probably the strongest midseason finale this year. The writers were smart to give us a story that would that would make us not only satisfy story wise but make us clamor for more. We've been heading for this moment since the end of the Avengers. They aren't dragging it out for a whole season or two or three. There's, the writers know what the fans want. Hopefully the payoff will be as satisfying as we want and not a, oh, that's interesting. I love seeing Colson get into the mix even more. And that unfavorable re- reaction to Mike's betrayal was pure Colson. 
uh, Clark Greg, Clark Greg shines in this episode. Amen. Amen. Was, was, was that a tweet? That was a tweet. You know, they sent it in several tweets, and I put it together. <laughs> okay, that's cool. I was like, "Jeez," because I know there's that thing out now called tweet longer. Yeah, I don't um, think you can add men to somebody though when you do that. Ah, I see. Okay, I got you. I, I may have to try it though. Then we have our last tweet: William at Schwartz, uh, William A. Schwartz at Rocket Punch. Well, uh, I really, I really enjoyed the episode. Look forward to, to your next podcast. Oh, thank you, and I hope you enjoyed thank this episode. You. Despite that, that, me and Seek went into this tender about Spider-Man Free about the hairstyle. <laughs> yes, we we apologize for that, but uh, but other than that, we're thank you very much. It was it was nice that Andy let me do these past couple episodes with him, and uh, and I will I will try to keep doing the, the at least the comic corner because that sounds like fun. I like talking about comic books. Yeah, don't get started already. I'm 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 about to tear up. Stop it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Why are you tearing up? Stop it. <laughs> okay. But these were our tweet last tweets for 2013. Guys, thank you so much for yes. all the tweets this year. It's been amazing. You know, we are building. We are building as a podcast and as a community. And uh, so thank you. And hopefully, you guys, there will be more tweets when we come back after the hiatus. But now, guys, we're we're gonna listen to a little voicemail from our executive producer, Dan Schmitz, about this week's episode of S.H.I.E.L.D., so here we go. Andy, I knew we had talked off the air about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. going into the mid-season finale with its back against the wall because the audience was becoming bored with the show to the point that even our motivation behind doing this podcast was put into question. Andy, you held on to believing in S.H.I.E.L.D. more so than anybody else, especially in the moments where I was on the fence. But I'm happy to say you were right to stick with it because last night's mid-season finale was the best episode of the series so far. It completely turned the show around in my book. The NBC show Revolution succeeded in a similar command with their mid-season finale last year. Could never looked back, now consistently getting better with every episode. So I'm hoping that this episode does the same for S.H.I.E.L.D. Got what made the bridge successful? was that it had substantial building called the pilot. Yes, we've had a few things here and there called the recurring plotline with centipede, like Akela Amador, the introduction of Reyna, called the scene where she visited a mysterious man in prison, along with some strong flashes of character development that held us over until all the centipede threads were brought together in this episode. But my question to that is, why hold off on bringing everything together to the level of excitement we got in this episode for so long? In my opinion, the bridge should have been episode 6 of the series, with Coulson being taken hostage, being what makes the development of the characters around him take off, much like it did in the Avengers. Again, Coulson is not dead this time around, but the quest to save him sets up motivation that I think is going to bring some great, emotional stuff out of Sky and the rest of the team which I'm now really excited for, come this January. Come Monday, I was tired of looking for a break from this show, but now I want more of it, because after beating our heads against the wall for so long, coming up with some sometimes ridiculous ways S.H.I.E.L.D. could improve itself by characters' deaths, it was all boiled down to one problem, the need of a superhero. Can the return of J. August Richards, because Mike Peterson, resolved all that? He's one of the strongest parts of the pilot. Can I prove this week the show doesn't need a superhero who has made a name for themselves 
to the comics or movies. They just need a series regular character that's a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent with superpowers. Could ask the moral dilemmas that come with them. Like Mike Peterson still struggling with being a hero in his son's eyes. Even after training like Captain America. Got the way Mike Peterson ultimately got to be his son's hero by betraying Coulson to the bad guys was just heart-wrenching. Called making Raina out to be the most sinister villain we've found in this show since Gravitron. Based on her willingness to kill a child. Cover this scenario which got me emotionally invested in S.H.I.E.L.D. because if I was watching one of my favorite shows like Castle or Supernatural it all boils down to one thing Mike Peterson's presence in this episode so if they truly killed him off which I think is the case to improve Sky's character then one of the two new characters coming in needs to be similar to Mike in the sense that they want to do good with their superpowers but also fear how people could perceive them as a monster Beyond what I would like to see for S.H.I.E.L.D., maintaining the momentum it built up in this mid-season finale to completely turn around the show, because Mike being killed, Coulson being taken, and Ward supposedly getting shot, but hopefully not killed, being the moment where Skye learns, with her great power, comes great responsibility lesson. That being an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. is not the game she thinks it is, or was playing it as. I don't know about you guys, with the black trench coat Sky was wearing, seems to be an indicator we are going to get less of the jokes from her. Got more of her being a straight-up hero, because she seems to be the type of person who's going to want to prevent a son from losing his father ever again. Got if Ward was killed, she's going to want to avenge his death. On that note, S.H.I.E.L.D. continuing past its 22-episode order is still uncertain, but its chance for a future seems brighter after this season finale because it left just the right stuff hanging to come back in January with enough emotional turmoil to supercharge the show in ways which will keep its current audience can bring others back, despite initially being turned off. We'll see what happens here, but Andy and hardcore listeners to this podcast, I think it's safe to say we can breathe much easier now. So enjoy your discussion, Andy and Zeke. You guys really deserve a great episode to enjoy and talk about like this one and I can't wait to hear the episode uh, Dad thank you so much for your thoughts and I hope you will still send us your thoughts in 2014 and or who knows maybe he will be joining us again when we come back he's a, he's a big fan of the show and they, you know he's been good to the podcast as well but now guys we're going to head into closing as we need to get into sports because we have some things to talk about Dun dun dun. Dun dun dun. shaky. And first off, you can follow the podcast on Twitter at Shield Assemble. That is the official Twitter feed for the Hellcare to Shield podcast. You can follow me at Samaria93. Steve, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at, at ExplodingBullet. Uh, and you can also find me at SeekDonnelly.com, uh, at NerdNationRadio on Twitter, uh, NerdNationRadio on Blog Talk Radio, and Pretty soon, you'll see some awesome comics, OSSM comics. Uh, you'll see more stuff about that and the company I work for uh, as well. So I, I'll keep Andy posted on that. Exactly. And uh, guys, I, I do love Nerd Nation Radio, so make sure to, sh- to listen to that show as soon as it comes out. Or if, if, as soon as they start, because they do we're, live shows. We do live shows right now, but we were, I think we have one more episode we're going to do between now and Christmas. And then after that, starting in January, we will go to pre-recorded shows. Yeah, so, yeah, guys, make sure to check it out. 
Yeah, visit our web, our official website, CrossTheAirways.com, where you can find out more information about podcasts and where you can find us on the social media. Make sure to check out Shieldside.net, our uh, website by our mutual friend Craig Bird. And uh, well, because we, they we don't know anything about episode eleven, there are no images, or, tra- or no images or official description or title. So, there, but ma- still, make sure to head over there because as soon as something comes out from Marvel or ABC. It will be up on Shieldside, and Shieldside is a great story for information and uh, news regarding Marvel's Age of Shield. I uh, that's my my number one source for Age of Shield. Yeah, and you can follow Shieldside on Twitter at Shieldside, and uh, yeah, I'm sure Matt Tucker and Derek Bigel will have reviews up pretty soon, and um, so make sure to sh- check out what they had to say about this episode. But um, but guys, we are gonna head into the spoiler section now. But I have I I have. I have a few moment, things to say before we get there. I'm and I'm gonna sound like a total emotional wreck, but stick with me and take a shot. So first off, I this has been my this has been my first podcast that I that I've been posting on a weekly basis with somebody else, and it's been a blast. And uh, I'm gonna you know I'm gonna continue doing it as long as she lives, which I think you know it will it will live for another season at least, and. Um, it was sad that Chris had to go, but I, Dan and you, Sig, you guys have been so supportive to the podcast, and I know you, some of your listeners out there who has reached me personally has been really support, supporting and helpful, and I really appreciate that. You're, you guys are the best fans out there, and I know that sometimes I talk too fast. Sometimes I am too fanboyish and not more of a... Not looking at more as a critic, which 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 I'm trying to do. I'm trying to be like a more, more softer critic. So uh, because I do review shows on TVOverMind.com, and so I'm, and that's what I want to become. I do want to become a critic and and a journalist and so on. So, yeah, I hope that you guys do like the podcast. That you guys like to hear my, sometimes annoying, sometimes okay <laughs> voice, but I have to say, and, and this is you know. Because we are, we, we're gonna do one more episode. We're gonna have a, we're gonna do something really big with a couple of people. I believe. Stay tuned on our Twitter feed this week. We will have more information up, and um, and so on. We're gonna do something big, so you will get to hear Seek one more time, like on a full episode, before we have to say goodbye for him for now. But here's the thing: I'm sure Seek will maybe some at some point during the spring. Maybe come back for at least one episode or something. Is that that's not too? That's that, that's. <laughs> you have to ask me then, but that's that's hoping for a lot. Yeah, but you know we still have comic corners with Seek and uh, Seek. Like you, you've been um, you've been you you were a lifesaver. You, you you know you I you you appeared in a time when I was really needing somebody, and you know we formed this great friendship, and you know we got you know he and I we 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 stay in constant contact all the time. About geeky stuff and comic books and so on, and it's yeah, like this. This is a dude I do want to meet first of all in real life, and this is a dude that I want to work a bit more with and so on. And um, in, in whatever, in any way that I can, I will take that opportunity to be able to work more with this dude. And on on behalf of Across the Airways and our listeners, I thank you so much for doing these <clears throat> like six, seven episodes or something. Yeah, no, thank you, man. Thanks for. Uh... You know, letting me and, and giving me a, a chance to, you know, talk about a really cool show and, and getting more invested in it than I, I probably would have normally had the time to get invested for. So I got to 
be a bigger part of the the show and and the world of Agents of Shield than I, than I ever could have before. And and I'm glad people out there listened, and and I'm glad I could uh, help you out when you needed help, man. It's that's that's what was my goal was to I could tell you were a nice guy who who was in a pinch, and and I, I definitely didn't mind lending a hand when I could. Yeah, and guys, we uh, we, I, we are hoping to have perhaps um, his co-host and uh, Gene. What is, what is his last name? Oh, Gene Hoyle. Gene Hoyle at some point because he's a really nice guy, and I do believe he seems to like the show as well as uh, as uh, he does seem to like the show as well. So hopefully he may show up for an episode two in 2014. We 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 we're gonna get into discussions, guys. We we're gonna have some talks. We're gonna negotiate some things. I'm I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I <laughs> now I sound like Marvel. No, but <laughs> oh lord. Oh no. snap. Oh, stupidy, stupidy, snacky, and um, <laughs> mofos. No, God, we're when I say mofos, I'm just talking about me and Zeke. We are the mofos here, and we are yeah. badasses. Oh, yes. mofos. <laughs> but guys, if you're not taking around for spoilers, uh, Marvel's Age of Shield re- will return on January seventh, 2014, with episode eleven, A7 Central, on ABC. And if if you're not taking around for spoilers, I'm Agent Andy Bebacked. And I'm Agent Seek Donnelly. And we will see you next time on the Helicarrier. TV show returns. No single agent is that important. Coulson is. As danger hits all new heights. We've never done anything like this before. This time, Simmons, embrace the change. A team struggling for unity. Stay away from that girl. Wherever she goes, death follows. We need to root out all the secrets. You can never tell her. And one man's shocking mystery is finally revealed. You were killed. Now you're here. We want to know how. Please, I'm begging you, let me die. Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. returns with all new episodes Tuesday, January 7th on ABC. And see full episodes now on Watch ABC Online or download the app. Don't touch Lola. And what you just heard was the audio for the trade for episode 11 titled... Untitled, because we don't know the title for this episode yet. But <laughs> according to thefutingcritic.com, this episode is apparently called The Magical Place. Ooh. And I'm not sure. Sh- Look, they, they've been right before about these titles. So I could see thefutingcritic.com being right. So, and it makes sense because they are, they, this seems to be a promise that they are going to dwell, get into this, this, this subject now, finally. But, and this was a one-minute trailer, and it, that was a lot for a one-minute trailer. But holy Lola! <laughs> holy Lola! Exactly what I was gonna say. Okay, what? Where? What, you can decide where we're gonna start, Steak. On this trailer? Yes. I mean, I, I don't know. It, it, it's it's a lot. It's a uh, 
you know, recapping Colson's kidnapping, uh, the, the team, let's start with the team having to work uh, alone, uh, even it seems like without Shield's hand, because Victoria Hand mentions to Ward that, her, in her opinion, I guess, that no single agent is worth risking everything to go get. And Ward is like, no, our team is going to go get him. And so it, it's actually the team having to work alone. That seems like a very interesting concept is that they're going to have to take everything that war that they're going to have to basically find the part of them that is most like Colson, the, the most that gives people second chances, the most that's forgiving to, in order to work together. Yeah. And I think, I don't think, you know, the footage that we saw in this way, I don't think it's all for episode 11. I think it actually it's, it's actually showing us a little bit more for episode 12, perhaps something, or maybe oh. even episode 14, because we do see at the end of the episode, at the end of the trailer, when um, Sky walks up and says, Don't touch Lola, we do see an African, you know, and, uh, you know, um, you know, oh, American agent, yeah, that's right. So maybe that could be hit, that could be one of them. Um, good point, and it doesn't look like it's Luke Cage, so <laughs> well, it also looks like what, what that shows is that sh- uh, that Sky seems to be. Stepping up as a real agent as well. Yeah, like she's all dressed up in us, you know, in a, you know, she she put, you know, she put her hair up, uh, right, in a po- yeah. like in a ponytail. And she she is looking more. It's, it's like it's like you're seeing her in a new season in a way. And that's what I'm saying. Like that's why people, you know, need to stick stick it with this show because I, I think we're in for some really cool surprises. And this trailer definitely showed that, uh, including. What possibly could be an Infinity Stone? Or Infinity yeah, we d- okay. Let's get to that. Yeah. Oh man. Oh I, my it's... lord! When I saw it, I was like, "What? What the Thanos is that?" <laughs> uh, yeah, it looks like a uh, a, a piece of a, a like a, a arm band or a gauntlet of some kind, and and it has a blue stone in the middle of it. I mean, okay, it could be it could be anything, but wow, uh, it's uh... <laughs> this is an Infinity Stone. Yeah, then, then, then it's this time, is yeah. the biggest Marvel Cinematic Universe connection we we will ever have on the show at this point. Yeah, yeah. Because it's... look, this has look, Thanos, he hasn't been introduced properly yet, properly yet. Yeah. This is not something that is going to take after the, the events of a certain movie. This is could be foreshadowing something. Absolutely, because we know the collector uh, is is uh, out there in the universe. He has the ether from the Thor the Dark World. So he has one of the, the gems or the stones uh, in that, in, in that red energy. And then obviously the, the Cosmic Cube or the, the Tesseract is another one, which is in Asgard. So it would make sense that there would be a third one on Earth and, it's, and it could possibly be the item we saw here in this one. And maybe now, it's even responsible for Coulson's resurrection. Now, I have to ask you, in the... Now, now I have to ask you, in the... In the Infinity Stone mythology in the Marvel Universe, is there a bracelet? Uh, yeah, I mean, well, it's technically the gauntlet, which has been shown in the Thor, the first Thor movie in the, uh, the collections room. Um, there's a gauntlet that all the stones fit on, uh, and it goes all the way down to, like, you know, a couple inches maybe above the elbow. Uh, it's a pretty big gauntlet uh, for, for if a normal person were to wear it. Um, so... Yeah, I mean, it could just be a placeholder. Like, that, that, whatever that we saw holding the gem, that could simply just be a placeholder for the gem. It might not actually be an actual item or a trinket, but just something to display the gem in a more elegant way. Well, here's the, I'm looking up on um, Google, Google right now. Um, the blue stone, because there's a blue stone in the supposed, supposedly bracelet. 
There's a blue one, and that one represents mind, apparently. The mind gem. Right, but the Tesseract, which is not actually a stone in the comic books, uh, it, is a, uh, it is blue, and, uh, and, and it has a, and, but, it, but it opens a door through space, which I would think that makes the Tesseract the space gem. Um, so yeah, because would... we've seen it in we've seen it in Captain America: The First Avenger, and we've seen it in uh, the Avengers. Right, and the other thing is, there's actually a reality gem, and Scarlet Witch's power is that she can manipulate reality. So that would be a neat way to give her a power without making her a mutant, which is to have her somehow be in control of the reality gem. This bracelet, then? No, not this, but just I'm saying for her character later on. This could be the mind gem. Uh, and that could be maybe the secret of why Coulson can't remember how he was brought back. Because maybe somehow the Mind Gem had put a block on him. Let me look up Mind Gem as we're discussing. Because I, you know, this is a really good discussion. Mind Gem, Marvel. And I'm... by the way, just so people know, the, the gems have changed colors over their continuity. Uh, you can thank Brian Michael Bendis for that. <laughs> uh, uh, is that a not, good thing or a bad thing? Well, it's not. It's not. It doesn't. It's an indifferent thing. It doesn't matter really to me what color, as continuity goes. But I think Bendis was the first one to call. I think he, in one of his books, whether it was the artist or the colorist or or him himself, whoever was really involved, uh, they labeled the power gem a different color uh, than it was supposed to be, and it's been and and so. It's pretty loose. What you know? I would say the colors now are indifferent. I guess it doesn't matter uh, a color to to title. So they can make anything, anything. Like the time gem doesn't have to be orange, or uh, the power gem doesn't have to be red. Yeah. No, but although I, although I, would, I think it is because the power gem, the the ether was red, and it gave Malekith more power. So I would say that that's probably the power stone, the ether. Yeah, but. I, I want this to mean something. <laughs> <laughs> I do too. I mean, like I said, the mind gem could be, it could be blue and it could be the mind gem and it could be the reason why Coulson can't remember uh, what happened to him. But we don't see who opened it. We just see a hand. Yes. Um, we do see that Victoria had his back, like like we said, and I, I think it's amazing because she's, one, she's a badass and two, she's beautiful. And, oh, she's beautiful. Oh, she's so beautiful. And I love I loved the red hair. I do too. I, I know it's it, it's so funny because in, in most cases they'd be like, oh, you know, we want to ground the character in reality. So we're yeah, gonna, we're, you know what? That word grounded yeah. needs to be like. I hate that word. That needs to I, be like retired because oh my god, everybody uses it. Like you, we want to ground anymore in reality. It's Christopher Nolan's fault. Well, here's the thing. It's it. You can say the term. Oh, we're gonna ground it in reality all you want, and, and, and but. At the end of the day, it's, a, it's still a guy running around in a giant bat costume, and that's the most ridiculous thing ever. So, so you could put as much emphasis on reality as you want to. At the end of the day, it's still the, the height of silly. So at least embrace That's what I like about the Marvel movies, is they embrace the things that would normally seem silly, and, and, and it gives it that, that, that classic movie magic, you know, where you're just like, you know what? I'm going to buy into this reality. That's what movies used to be. 
movies used to be a departure from reality. You would watch a movie to escape reality so that you wouldn't sit around and think about what's realistic or you wouldn't sit around and think about how much money you owe and what bills you got to pay and, and what you got to do next week or you got to take your kids to the thing or whatever. Like that movie used to be your escape from reality. And what I like about these Marvel movies is that the, that's what they are. They, they're a departure from reality and they make you buy into a new reality. And that's what movies should do. And that's what Marvel does so well that DC struggles with. DC's always trying to ground their stuff in reality because of the success of the Nolan movies. They think that's the answer to everything. And I'm sorry, I've seen Man of Steel. That is not the answer. We'll be back in a moment. Okay, let's call that. If, if you guys heard, <laughs> we just had another, you know, Clark Craig will be back in a moment. <laughs> yes. Okay. That's right. Okay, calm down. Now, okay, we see Arena is back, obviously, and we don't know how much time has passed by since the event of uh, the bridge, but I have a concern. It's like, does Agent Clark, Agent Phil Coulson, have a death wish? Because he says, "Please, just let me die." Well, I would say that's probably from the old him. You know, like maybe, maybe like they. Uh, I'm thinking that's going to be in some kind of flashback where we see them resurrect him and him be in pain from being back alive and then begging to be put down again as opposed to maybe something that's happening currently. I will say that is kind of a line or a variation of a line from a Joss Whedon comic book of Astonishing X-Men where Colossus comes back and he, and he admits that he begged for death because while they kept resurrecting him, uh, and then him flatlining again, and then them trying to resurrect them over and over again. He said he's been down in this chamber for for you know years, and he was hoping that he would just die. Um, so th- I like that. I think that's really neat. It's it's an interesting. It's not something you normally see when someone gets brought back to life that they that they want. They don't want to be back alive. And yeah, and we don't know who wrote this episode, but what if it's Joss Whedon? I don't think it is, but it would be cool if it was. Would be cool. And um, if they're going to flashback back to his resurrection, I, I do want to see Fury in there, though. Like, someone from S.H.I.E.L.D. that we've seen in the movie needs to be there. Well, it's clear that Victoria Hand does not have the level of clearance to know how important Coulson is. Because if he's important enough to come back, to be resurrected, whether by S.H.I.E.L.D. or by some outside party, uh, or however he comes back... Um, Victoria Hand clearly doesn't know how important he is because if he, when she says no agent is that important, it's clear that Coulson is because he's, I, he wouldn't have been resurrected unless there was a reason for it, unless Fury still needs him for something. So I would say that Victoria Hand may come to Ward and say, hey, you don't have authority to go and get Coulson. But I think by Ward going and saying, you know what, I don't need your authority. We're going to go get him anyway. By him, by them not becoming rogue agents of Shield, I think that's Fury going. You know what, I approve of them going after Coulson. We need Coulson. Exactly, and um, uh, it would be so cool if, Col- if if Nick Fury was there. But we do see in the trailer that that Coulson will be back with the team. It's just how, and that's why I think this is a trailer that is you know showcasing. More than just episode 11, I think it's going to show episode 12 and 13, and maybe even 14, because I do think that the, that the agent that is about to touch Lola at the end of the trailer is the new character that they're going to add to the show. Right. And um, and, and I, need, I need to find out who the actor is. But um, 
Anything else you want to talk about this trailer, by the way? Um, just that I'm super excited. It was very well cut together. The energy, the, the intensity, everything. Uh, the, the, the promise of answers, basically them saying, hey, to those of you that have stuck with us, you know, just hang on a little bit longer. This show is about to kick it into overdrive. So that's what we said earlier in the episode, and I think it, they're going to deliver. Yeah, and um, yeah, and what, what I would love to do is, uh, you know, because I really want, you know, I think because this episode is going to tie in with this previous episode, maybe we can have a little voice with you, for, you know, for at least like two or three minutes where we can hear what, what you felt about this episode, um, if possible, because I really want to hear your thoughts about the episodes, about this episode when it comes out. A- Andy always trying to guilt me. <laughs> trying to get me to come back. I, it's. I don't. I don't like changes. No, I'm kidding. No, but uh, no, but um, yeah. So make sure to tune in for episode eleven, supposedly called the Magical Place. I. It, it, it actually wouldn't shock me if this was titled the Magical Place. Yeah, but it's a good title for it. I like it. Yeah, uh, but yeah, guys, we're gonna wrap it up here. But guys, stay tuned for more information about our. Special episode we're doing later this month. So, but yeah, until happy holidays. Yes, happy holidays, everyone. And everyone, thank you again for, and Andy as well, for letting me be. And everyone across the airways and everyone who let me be a part of the family temporarily. It was really a real treat, and I'm glad I made new friends because of it. Well, we were happy to have you. And to guilt you a little bit more, the door was, the door was always <laughs> open. Yeah, twist that knife. It hurts so much. Um, All yes. right. See you. Ha- have a good one, guys. Bye, everyone.